Thank you for these beautiful people. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, it's great when Ramesh and Elsie were just going for it there. And I, I just felt like the Lord say a few things. But one of them is that those of you that speak in tongues, you have the gift of prayer language. Let's just begin to pray in tongues right now. But I want you to ask God for a new tongue right now. It's almost like there's so something about this is a new season, and not only a new year, but it, I, I just feel like the Lord wants to pour out another level, you know, and that sometimes even the, even the gift of tongues, we kind of get in the same tongue that you've been doing for however long you've been speaking in tongues. So Lord, just release that right now in the name of Jesus. How many of you feel that? You can see that. You can, even now, Lord, I thank you for releasing. There's a new level of faith being released, God. Those seeds of faith, God. Seeds of faith for what you want to do in this season of our lives. God, the seed of faith, not only for many souls to be saved, and that's extraordinary, but for our own lives to be changed, our families, for sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, pour it out God we're asking for change that remains we're asking for encounter with the living God we're asking oh God for your spirit to be poured out oh Lord not only in this meeting but just take it from here God pour it out pour it out pour it out pour it out Pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. Stir it up, stir up faith. Stir up faith. Let the glory of the Lord fall in the name of Jesus. Stir up greater faith, even more faith than we've had. Lord, you're stirring up the faith for miracles. God, you're stirring up the faith for absolute transformation. Do what you love to do. Some have been praying, been believing for God to give you a spouse. I tell you, God is about to give spouses this year. Godly marriages, godly relationships about to be poured out this year. I see the Lord just opening the door and bringing the answer to the prayer that you've been praying. God, we're saying yes to that right now. Lord, break everything that has been a hindrance of any kind, even where there's been just so much disappointment that it's led to a real lack of believing that that could happen. Lord, take that right now in Jesus' name. Bring seeds of faith. They get stirred up, stirred up, stirred up. Somebody's got some sort of problem in your wrist where you got pain or it's hindering you. It's hindering you from doing your work even on computer. Where are you? Can you just stand up? We're going to pray. There might be more than one. Can you stand up? I don't know if some, it might be carpal tunnel. Others, it might be from an incident or accident or whatever. But let's pray for you right now. Can you, maybe you can come where we can reach you. Father, we speak healing in the name of Jesus, healing through the power of the blood of Jesus, anything of restriction on nerves, anything that has come because of 
use or computer use or whatever in the name of Jesus through the power of the blood of Jesus let healing flow let healing flow let healing flow right now in Jesus name in Jesus name let it come power of God flows power of God flows somebody also I felt like there was pain like right in the middle of your forehead is either you get headaches or some sort of issue right here right there where where are you that's recurring or there's something going on that you know that you need healing in that can we pray for you father let your fire fall let your glory come how is that what's happening <laughs> feels better praise god that's in there anymore no more tightness somebody say hallelujah god is good lord keep coming keep coming just bless her bless her what is that ian is it a is it a head come on over here surgery on your nose for what for snort coke and meth I was a drug addict um, so I get consistent uh, sinus infections so I have a deviated symptom and it causes my yeah symptom sorry I guess. septum so, okay. Okay. <laughs> what she said but anyways so yeah um, on two days ago they just said that I have to get nasal surgery and they have to cut out the cartilage so my nose can flow I hear you okay what's your name Cool. So, Cole, um, are you okay if we just, uh, I know that you've probably done this already, but let's ask the Lord to specifically forgive you for the drug use that has affected your sinuses. Is that okay? Yeah, just because we want to wash away anything that, there's any legal rights of the enemy, right? So just say, Lord, forgive me for that period of my life, for the, you know, for snorting, whatever, that affected my sinuses. Yeah. And I forgive myself. I forgive myself for those things that I did that have harmed my own body. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing right now over his sinus cavity, over his septum, God, over his how it affects even in the cranial area. In the name of Jesus, that pain goes. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over this young man. The cross of Christ between him and his past life. His, the cross of Christ between him and those doors that were opened. And we say, Lord, close those doors now. In Jesus' name, let the power of God flow. Ho! Oh, fire falls on him. And we ask that he would not need surgery as you heal him in Jesus' name. Break forth with your power and your glory now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it be. S straighten whatever needs straightening. Heal whatever needs healing in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Hmm. Power of God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Now, do you think, do you feel anything going, going on or how are you? Or would you know? Do you know like Vicks? Yeah. That's when you were praying. That's why I felt through my nose. Wow. That's a Holy Spirit Vicks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I, we thank you. Let this miracle be verified that he would not 
need this surgery in Jesus' name. The power of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. And you know, I bless you. I feel like the Lord is going to continue to kind of the molting process. You know, that's like shedding the old, shedding the old skin, shedding the old ways. But I tell you, the Lord's raising you up to be a powerful voice to this next generation. You're going to be a powerful voice. I even see you going into schools. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you're going to go into school groups or youth groups or young people. And I see you speaking to them and saying, hey, you know, this is what I did and this is what happened to me. And by the way, I'd like to save you a whole lot of trouble. Don't do that. And I just see the Lord's using your voice to speak, not only preventative for some, but those that are in that lifestyle. I just see you throwing a lifeline and helping people come out of a pit. You know, God's not going to waste any of your pain and any of your shame and any of that stuff. But I tell you, the Lord's going to powerfully use your life. Keep going on the trajectory. Keep submitting yourself to discipleship, to being mentored, to be trained, because God is doing a whole amazing ministry through you in the years ahead and the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, this really clearly I'd heard the Lord say to pray for a female entrepreneur and it may be more than one but there's a there's a woman here you've been stirring with starting a business of some kind and I want you to stand up you're poking your head yeah all right all right because what I'm what I'm sensing is is that there's something about the Lord giving you um, it's like a spirit of brave a bravery, a bravery to come upon you, um, that there's something about the Lord saying that I've been talking to you, it's been swirling, and you've been wondering, you know, when and how or whatever, but there's something about, you know, when you're sitting at the light, in England, by the way, did you know that the light goes yellow before red, but it also goes yellow before green, and I see the yellow changing to green. And so you've been just waiting, waiting, waiting. But I just feel like the Lord's saying, no, it's a green. There's a green light. So, Lord, I pray that you would confirm that in the name of Jesus through when they, they I don't know. I don't know what you need to do. Take steps. Take steps. But the confirmations from the Lord are going to happen. And you're going to see the doors open. You're going to see the finances come. The ideas are going to come together. There's going to be the confirmation. But you need to take the steps. It's like walking to the grocery store and the electronic eye will see you if you get a little closer, you know. So take the steps and then the door opens. So, Father, thank you. Female entrepreneurs in this church, in Jesus' name, I bless you. I bless what God is doing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord fire of God. Pour it out. Marlisha, come on up here. Marlisha is a dear, dear friend, former intern, but she, we're just going to ask, uh, speak to you. I do have some words like from the Lord, I believe for the church, but then also just a, a general word. And, um, you know, some of this is, may seem like prophesying the obvious, but I, I bless the family church that God is, um, continuing to develop the ministries. I felt of the children, the youth, and even into the elderly, there's something so powerful about a family church, a family feeling. And I know that seems, but I tell you, not every church is that way. I go to a lot of churches and it's more clinical or it's more head. And I just, I bless family. 
and the need to be relating to each other outside of Sunday mornings as well, that you are the family of God. This is the anointing that God has given you. And this, that I just community, community, community. I mean, a vibrant love for one another that's reflected in healthy relationships, which is a witness to all who come, how to do healthy life, how to do healthy life together, how to go through life together. You know, in this sense of community that you have as in this church, but then it's like people coming in, like, I want to be part of that community. I want to be part of that family. Do you know what I'm saying? And then the Lord stretches the tent pegs again. So I bless that. Um, I do want to bless the ministry of prayer. I saw home groups that have an emphasis on worship and prayer and welcoming his presence. Is there any happening right now? There are home groups. Hey, I know you. Way to go, dude. What's your name again? We were up. We were up in the retreat center together. Uh, okay, I just want to bless that this lady with the stripes. Can you just stand up, man? There's such an intercessory calling on your life. And Father, we just ask that you would release the powerful prayer warriors in this ministry. And God, we call forth those home groups and we call forth those those groups. Yes, yeah, stand up, Alex. God, we ask that that you would release prayer on another level prayer that just is the incense before the Lord that God can't help but come. Do you know what it said of Cornelius? Cornelius, his prayers and his alms had ascended to heaven and the Lord chose him to be the one that, you know, uh, you know, brought in Peter basically in the salvation to the Gentiles and all that stuff. Prayers and alms, you're giving, but it's your prayers as well. So Lord, I pray that. And I just having this thought about my, my, um, my friend Hillary Dalton, Hillary and Scott have been friends of ours for years. Hillary Dalton was the secretary back with for John Arnott back in 93. I don't know if Ian remembers that, Hillary Dalton. But she, uh, John Arnott used to say to her, Hillary, do you see any pastors in here in the morning? And she said, nope, John. He said, there shouldn't be any pastors here in the mornings because the pastors were supposed to be praying. And now John and Carol had given their mornings to prayer. And I just feel, I'm not saying you have to, have to, have to. And I realize most of you, you know, you go out to the marketplace. 95% of our people in church go to the, you go to jobs, right? I get that. But I do feel like the point I'm trying to make is that God is trying to raise up a culture of prayer in another level. So what does it look like for you? You know, I don't know, moms, as you're changing that diaper, let there be dialogue going up to Jesus. You know, I remember... I was with my parents uh, this week earlier, and I'm like, my mom gets up so early, but she means a lot to her if I would go to the coffee shop with them. I'm like, God, I'd just rather be praying, but I'm going to the coffee shop with my parents. But the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, it's all worship to me as well. Just, just worship me as you drive your parents to the coffee shop, which I did. But anyway, so I just pray right now for the release of prayer, whatever it looks like, prayer meetings, prayer groups, taking the time, but also just, uh, um, just the dialogue as you go through life, but God is releasing just another level of the culture of prayer. And I thank you for that, Lord, the ministry of prayer, welcoming his presence. And I really do bless your own building. You know, I do feel like this is the year. I declare that. I'd love to say, oh, I really feel you're going to own it and get it debt free, but I don't know whether it's rent, whether it's owned, but it's something that you have 24 seven. And I said, I feel like it's going to be brought to your attention that it's going to, it's almost like something's going to shift somebody that knows the property or, or something's going to kind of land in your lap this year. I just bless that apostolic continuing to grow in Ramesh and Elsie you know, sent out at times, but remain the apostolic lead in fivefold ministry in this church. The fivefold ministry really 
you know, uh, developing in this church and is developing, but I just bless the apostolic, you know. I know that seems, again, obvious, but you guys have such a call also for the big picture, sent out messengers, um, different nations, you come, you go, they, you're there and you're back, but Lord, we just call forth the messenger anointing. And Elsie, and um, the prophetic, but there's also something about you speaking. I see you speaking over nations. I see you speaking again in India um, with, you know, the garb, the Indian garb. And it's like the Lord's saying you're helping release women into their calling and destiny. You're, you're helping to release half of the army in certain places of where you go where they don't accept women in ministry. They don't agree with women in ministry. And I just see the Lord causing you to come and crack it open. You know, um, it was, uh, um, I was just trying to, Lauren Cunningham was telling a story of, of being somewhere where they didn't believe in women in ministry, but the pastor started to get convicted on it. And then um, Lauren Cunningham had said, invite my mother, just invite my mother to come. I think that was how it went. Anyway, so this ministry invited his mother who just cracked things open. And I feel that for you, they got this mother, spiritual mother thing on you that you're going to crack things open and release uh, women in ministry. That's coming out even more in this apostolic calling that the Lord says you have in your lives. It's not going to lift. It's not going to go away. There's times that you are sent out as you go and then come back. So Lord, pour out your spirit upon them in Jesus' name. And I, I bless the, where is Joy, Joy and David and Rachel and uh, Kayan? can you come here with Ramesh and Elsie? Why don't you just come in the front here for a second? Just because, uh, yeah, look at that. Oh, you're playing the piano. Oh my goodness. Who, who else? That's okay. You know why? I just want you to stand shoulder to shoulder. Just face me for a second. But I, I want to bless, uh, I want to bless the three-stranded cord. I know there's six of, six of you, but you're really one, right? As, as um, husbands and wives. And I just feel like I want to and Sybil, okay, but I want to bless what the Lord is doing with the five-fold ministry. Okay, in this church that you have healthy representation of the fivefold ministry and where the uh, with the apostolic head, first the apostles and the prophets, right? But then, and so Lord, I just, you know what I also just felt like the Lord saying, and, and I bless this, I'm not saying there's any problem, there isn't any problems, but I think I bless you to deal with any issues quickly is because a bond of unity and brotherly love is absolutely crucial for where God is taking you and taking this church. And so we bless the bond of brotherly love and the uh, unity factor and the anointing upon you guys. So, Lord, I just ask for another level, even in this year, for them. And we call forth that fivefold ministry. We call forth the friendship. We call forth the that you really like each other. I want to I give you a, a word that David Damien gave in the big One Thing conference, and actually first in the Leader Summit, and it really affected me. And he said he was in, um, he was in um, Egypt, and these, these leaders that have been working together for years, they said, you know what, we're, we can't work together again. I can't work with that guy. We're going you know, to do something different. We're, we're sh uh, changing the ministry. And then he was like, oh, that's unusual. You know, and then he went to Malaysia, same thing. Leaders that had worked together for a long time, and they said, I can't work with that person again. And, and then he went to Japan, and it was the same thing. And he said, God, what is going on? I don't get this. And the Lord spoke to him, and he said, I am not a father of a dysfunctional family. 
The fact that they say they don't want to work together, then let them go because I am a father of a functional family. All they're doing is tolerating each other. I want them to love each other. And I myself was convicted. I felt like, God, do we sometimes tolerate each other? But I just feel like the Lord's saying, no, for this church, you love one another. You legitimately, from the heart, cover their back. Really, really, don't just tolerate them. So, Father, I thank you, God, that you're going to cause things to be dealt with quickly. I thank you, God, for the spirit of unity, the, um, the um, Psalm 133, the commanded blessing. In the name of Jesus, the John 17, where there's this unity. You know, Father, we just say, let it come. Let the anointing come upon them in a new way, in a new level. And let your fire fall in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Um, when I walked in this church, I just felt the Lord just say, you know, more authority, more power. And I just felt like he's just launching this ministry into a new season. And he put this scripture on my heart, um, John 14, 12 to 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, Lord, I just bless that over this church, Lord, that, Lord, the things that they have been asking for, contending for, that you will do it. Lord, I just thank you that all your promises are yes and amen. So even for 2019, Lord, we just declare that you're bringing them into greater things, Lord, just like that song, how it says, greater things are yet to come, greater things are still to be done. So, Lord, I just declare that over this church that greater things lord even when people come lord that there would be greater more signs and wonders and miracles in this place for the glory of god and that this place oh god would be a light to scarborough in jesus name amen amen you guys may be seated Hey, uh, so this is, yeah, the 25th anniversary. Just want to acknowledge Ian Ross. Where are you, Ian? He was there, I remember. Come on. Holy Spirit powerfully, powerfully came. I remember um, when I was prayed for, I spun like a top and flopped on the floor. And I remember two things from that first encounter. It was like unbelief got absolutely, uh, I don't know, I felt like I was a mummy, an Egyptian mummy getting unbound. And it was like unbelief was coming off of me. I had all these prophecies, I had all these words from the Lord, and I really had no faith to believe for them. And that unbelief lifted off such that I realized God was much bigger than what I had thought he was. And I believe that the Lord wants to shake us again, church. Come on. You've had words. You've had dreams. You've had ideas. But when we have no faith, when we think, ah, oh, well, you know, God is just way too small, that, that handicaps us. And so unbelief was broken for one thing. And then another thing was that my passion for Jesus went through the roof. And I've never been the same since. And I believe that God wants to do it again in another level. So thank you, God. Rock our world. And keep coming, Holy Spirit. You know, I was part of prophetic meetings in November in Dallas with the who's who of the prophetic zoo. And there was lots of prophetic words. But the one that, there was one that stuck out to me 
a lot was Bobby Connor when he got up and he started to prophesy that 2019 was going to be a year of tears. And there's going to be more tears shed in the first part of 2019 than in many years previous. And then he said, first, they're going to be tears of like, uh, kind of like a brokenness where we see God in his glory and then we see us. And, you know, it's like these tears and then tears of joy and triumph. And that as we see Nahum 1, 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust him. There's a sense of where we can really in another way say God is good. He is so good. And so that's interesting. I just kept mulling that in my heart. And then interesting, when we were in Kansas City for the, the 25,000 Strong One Thing Conference, there was a whole session on tears. And I'm like, this is incredible. And then we have like this massive amount of, of tears and travail, and our very own Canadian, David Damien, was powerfully used of the Lord. But I, this year, uh, what are we at, 20, I've almost been crying, I think, every day, maybe save one day. And it's been like this thing of, it's not like been gut-wrenching, I'm, I'm in a horrible place, but it's more like getting in touch with my own heart and getting in touch with the heart of God. Do you want to know something, church? I believe God wants us to be authentic and real and raw. And there's times where, you know, we have not been in touch with our own heart and therefore it's getting hard to get in touch with the heart of God and I believe that he wants to come and there's something about this being a time and a season to embrace the tears and you know we can say wow you know that's like sissy stuff well you know what Jesus wept Jesus wept when he groaned within him he wept when he saw Mary weeping and he called Lazarus out of that tomb there's something to this all right, there's something to this. And I believe that it, God wants us to affect families as well, where, you know, the hearts of the fathers turn to the children, the hearts of the ch children turn to the fathers. There's something about God healing families. And what I felt also was the Lord saying, don't write off family members. I don't know why I'm saying that, but maybe you've written off some family members, like they're just too far gone, you know, I haven't talked to them in 30 years. Well, maybe you need to start uh, bridging a gap. I was having dinner with a friend, and she hasn't talked to her mother or mother, whatever. And I said, you know what? Send a card. Somebody has to take the first step. You know, I have a sister who, uh, for a number of years, just, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't really get it. She just didn't want to have anything to do with me. And then she admitted to somebody about jealousy, that she was jealous of me. And then, and so I remember, you know, try and try, we used to be good friends, but try and try and tr bridge this gap. It was like met with a wall. And so I had to really work through that in my heart. You know, I had to like, God, I forgive. And Lordy, what do you want me to do? You know, so it was like a, a certainly time of, of, of realizing I had to back away. That same sister just took me out for breakfast this week, you know, and was just loving up on me. And I was like, gosh, you, you know, I, like I'm telling you, I'm living what I'm preaching, put it that way, is that I believe that the Lord is saying that this is a time to not write people off and bridge a gap. And there's something about us feeling more, all right? Let the tears come. Let, let, let God get in touch you know, with, with our emotions. And I don't know. I think there's healing in that. I want to tell a quick story just because it's coming to my mind. But um, Alan Hood, he's, he's a, uh, we know him, but he's, he's, a, he's a leader. And he was very pure, never seen, you know, very adamant about never watching pornography. 
He was helping his wife, who was, her soap dish broke, if you can believe this. He was doing a, a Google search on how to get this certain soap dish to replace the broken soap dish, when all of a sudden a pornographic image flashed on his computer. He said it was like, and his sons, two sons were on either side of him. So he slams down the computer, but he said that image, therefore, led to years of trying to get it out of his head. And so, and he just like, and then it was like all hell like was breaking loose. It was, it was definitely, he felt like witchcraft was coming against him. There was some things that had happened there. His body was breaking down. He was unhealthy. I remember when he went to Florida, even for three months just to recuperate or whatever. And uh, anyway, so he was, you know, just having this horrible time. And this is before Bob Jones died. And he had a dream and in the dream, he, he was in a different city and in, in a hotel, and he, and he had a dream that night that Bob Jones came to him and, and spoke to him, and then, that, uh, and then there was like revival or something like that. So anyways, the next morning, he was speaking to his friend at breakfast, saying, man, it's really weird. I had this dream about Bob Jones, you know? And then all of a sudden, they get tapped on the shoulder. He said, excuse me, are you Alan Hood? He said, yeah. He said, she said, I'm Bonnie uh, Jones, and my husband's Bob Jones, and he'd like to have breakfast with you. He's like, what? You know, he was in the same hotel. So anyways, they had breakfast, and this Bob Jones, if you, if you knew him, he talked like a hillbilly. He was a hillbilly. He said, yeah, you boys, you boys been preaching Joel too, haven't you? And they're like, yeah. He said, you boys been crying, haven't you? He's like, yeah. Well, that's good, because those tears, they wash the witchcraft out of your eyes. And it was like on and on just about the, what the Lord, but the, it struck me, the tears will wash the witchcraft out of your eyes. Come on, I don't know what I'm saying here, but I feel like there's something where we need to see how sin, how it costs us, how it costs families. Get in touch with the heart of God and say, God, in this place of humility or in this place of repentance, in this place of getting touch with my heart, wash me again. Come on, wash me, cleanse me, free me. I'll, I, I don't know what it's like because I haven't been caught in pornography, but I tell you, I think that's one of the most evil, um, one of the, the, the most rampant society uh, woes that's trying to hook many people in the church. All right, it affects marriages, it affects um, how you relate to your children. It absolutely affects so much. And that's what's driving the pornography. You know, the pornography industry, billion dollar, it's driving sex trafficking. It's driving child molestation. It's driving a lot of evil. You know, and, and this is not my sermon today, but I tell you, the Jezebel spirit, that is something that is being unleashed unlike anything. Control as well as the sexual. So God set us free. And there's something about tears and, and, and something. Okay, so there is absolutely a reset. It is a new season. In the words of my friend Emma Stark, new means new. Okay, new means new, as in it really is a new season. And I would rather be an apprentice in the new than an expert in the old. So there's something that God is saying that it is a new season. Now, what I want to share on today from, from my own heart, similar to what Elsie was saying, is that over 40 years now I've been a Christian. And I have an incredible uh, desire, feel a prophetic call to get to know Jesus Christ unlike I've ever known him before. 
Now, and what I felt like him say is invite as many people as possible into a journey this year of discovering Jesus Christ in a whole new level and a whole new degree. That uh, discovering him to know him through his word, through his voice, through his touch, through an encounter. I believe in that billion soul harvest that's about to be released. Okay, I believe it. I believe those prophecies. It's going to happen. I think a worldwide revival is coming. That the Lord didn't prophesy. All of his prophecies will be uh, fulfilled. They're, all of them were fulfilled of the Old Testament when Jesus came. But here's my point. It is going to happen. However, I believe it's personal revival in us, the church, before that corporate revival is really released. It will be released, but it's got to start with us. And there's also a holiness thing coming up, similar to the tears thing. There's a holiness thing. I tell you, God is exposing sin. God is exposing. Um, he's allowing things to come to the surface because he wants the sweeping away for us to enter into those harvest fields and the greater level of what God is about to do. And in the and again, getting back to Bob Jones, he tell you he kept seeing it over and over again about 2020, 2020. He, he's dead, okay? The guy's gone to heaven, but he kept prophesying. He would insert it into sermons every so often. 2020, the real harvest is going to begin. And I believe it. I believe that the Lord is, is happening now. There's been trickle. There's, there's stuff happening. But I think that there's going to be a kicking into high gear of the great harvest of souls. And I love what you're doing with Alpha because I think that is fantastic, okay? Because it is, a, it is a, a precursor. It's like the Lord putting it out there about, uh, you know, welcoming souls. And so I just feel this invitation. Jesus is the crucial subject, period. Seriously. There's no competition between the Godhead, by the way. And I love the Father and the Father Heart Movement. And the Father, I mean, my, my life is forever changed. But let me say this. What does the Father do? He glorifies the Son. And what does the Father do at a wedding? He walks that bride down the aisle for the wedding to happen. And there's something about, you know, it, it, Jesus, like, I don't know. I just feel like some churches, there's, churches are consumed with many things other than Jesus. And it's like we got to get back to Jesus Christ. He's this, you know, the, the central subject, so to speak. His glory is not going to be concealed any longer. His, God's arranging a scenario that's going to clearly demonstrate the glory of his son uh, over every opposing passion. So listen to um, G John 17. It takes place just before the crucifixion, right? Here he is. He's praying. He's, uh, you know, the calling out for intercession. But he says this in verse 24. Jesus says, Father, I desire. I desire. Then goes into, I desire that they would be with me where I am. See, I was like, uh, God, I want to get in touch with your desire for me. And my desire, therefore, for you. Do you know that God is a God of desire? Do you know that he's created us with desires? You know, those that are wrestling, let's say, with sexual desires gone awry. God actually created desire. It's not bad to have desires, but what's bad is when we channel them into wrong, into wrong places. I remember when my daughter said about one friend that was going crazy, and she said, Mom, she just has to get fascinated with Jesus. And I was like, wow, what a mature response. My 15-year-old, who's up in Teen Ranch right now, helping um, people do trail rides in minus 14, God bless her. But she, 
You know what? She's 15 and on her own initiative said, I'm going to fast movies all of this year, 2019. I'm like, wow. She's turning 16 this year. That's a pretty big thing for a kid to do, you know, when friends are watching, you know, what's going on, you know, even Mary Poppins. She can't even watch Mary Poppins. But, uh, but what, why, why am I saying that? I believe because God is wanting us to desire him more than anything. And I'm already seeing how God is ridiculously blessing this girl, you know? And so it's like, oh God, what does it look like? But I want to desire. Jesus said, I desire. It's his desire. His desire for you. That's why he went to that cross. The joy set before him. Now, I've been thinking about this, about, okay, Jesus, I, I'm only in the beginning of the year, too. I'm like, how do I get to know you more? I've, I've, I've known you for 40 years, but I know there's another level. And I'm just, you know, looking at the scriptures, and, and I was reading in Luke 24 uh, about the road to Emmaus. Anybody, you remember the road to Emmaus story? So here's the disciples. Jesus has died on the cross. These guys, they don't even say who they are. They don't know um, that he's risen, or, or wait, wait, no, the women had been to the tomb, but they, they didn't, you know, they're just like, what the heck is going on? They're walking in the road to Emmaus. Jesus walks with them, doesn't reveal himself to him. And beginning at Moses in all the prophets, he, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, wouldn't you just love to be a little bug in the wall or have the videotape of that in heaven? And then it says, then when they broke bread, their eyes were open. They knew him and he vanished from their sight. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us when he talked with us on the road while he opened the scriptures to us? Church, I believe God wants to open the scriptures to us. That it is not boring. It is not dull. It is not like, you know, it much more fascinating than a movie or than a novel or whatever. And so I'm just like, God, I'm reading this and thinking, God... I want you to open the scriptures to me. I'm asking that you open the scriptures to me in a whole new level this year. That I would see Jesus, the threat of him. And then they, they, they go back to Jerusalem. Jesus appears to the disciples. And it says there, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Come on, let's just pray that right now. God, we ask that you would open our understanding, that we would comprehend the scriptures. God, we ask that you would open our hearts, our understanding, even as their hearts burned within them. You opened up the revelation of you through the word. Open up the revelation of you through the word in us, because I also believe you're going to open up the revelation to the Jews through the word. That you're, this harvest of Jewish souls is coming in. It's coming in as you prophesied, Romans 9, 10, 11, and that they would see Jesus, Yeshua, in the word again. But Lord, open the scriptures to us, that we, uh, we are in the word and we're just so fascinated by what we, what we discover. You know, um, Jesus, it's, it, he is the beginning, he is the end, right? The alpha, the omega, the beginning of the human race is the end. It says, uh, he, uh, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, again. Do you know that Genesis 3.15, as I've just been, you know, see, searching it out myself. Did you know that that, what theologians call Genesis 3.15, the proto-evangelium message. In other words, it's the first mention of the gospel in the Bible. That is where the Lord speaks to the serpent and says and prophesies that I will put enmity between you and the woman, right? And... Your seed, her seed, he shall bruise your head, you shall bruise his heel. That is the first reference to Jesus. He's coming. 
There is one that is coming, and then, and then you see it through the scriptures. Through Abraham, the promise was given, right? Then specifically through his great-grandson, uh, Judah. And then through the descendant of Judah, Jesse, and then through David, and on and on. I love this. Moses in Deuteronomy 18 prophesied that Jesus was coming. and He didn't say Yeshua, but he said the greater prophet that was coming. How about this, that Jesus was, it was prophesied, Isaiah 7, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, Micah 5. I love this stuff. He's going to enter riding on a donkey, enter Jerusalem. That's prophesied in Zechariah 9, or that he would be preceded by a forerunner, Isaiah 40. So when the angel comes to Mary, this is not a surprise. The Jews were awaiting, there's still many of them, waiting for the Messiah. She didn't actually say, wait a second, the Messiah, that, that doesn't make sense. She just said, how is it going to be? Because I'm a virgin. She didn't have a doubt that the Messiah was coming. She just had a kind of a like, whoa, like how is it going to happen to me? And therefore, he said, the, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. But there's something about us getting more revelation about this faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, who was, who is, and who is to come, the Almighty, the Lamb, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the offspring of David, the bright morning star, the bridegroom, the king, the judge. Come on! It is about Jesus, okay? It is about Jesus. The Holy Spirit just wants to help us know him and love him. The Father is pointing to the Son, even as the Son points to the Father. It's like there's something about us, the church, even this year, getting another level of revelation because I believe it that the world is going to be fascinated with Jesus. Even now, did you know that DC Comics is coming up with a very twisted comic on Jesus, like that he didn't do a very good job when he came the first time, so therefore he needs to have a superhero come on. I mean, thinking, I'm thinking, boy, if they did that for the Muslims, like they would be shooting and, you know, anyways, but my point is this. It's like, why is he the only one that is like the, the swear word that seems okay in our society? I tell you, the enemy has tried to rob society of the revelation of the beauty of this man. Fully God, fully man. And it's like there's something that we, I don't know, I, I believe there's an invitation this year for our eyes to be open to the beauty of Jesus. We're so fascinated. We're so uh, I've had it at night. You know, I just, I don't, like, I don't even understand it. All I'm doing is I'm awake and I'm just saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And it's just like this groan. I don't even, I just feel like groans, like too deep for words. It's just like, I got to know you. I got to know you. And I, again, I've been walking with him for 40 years. Church, there is more. There is more. There is more revelation, there's more that God wants to give us that absolutely wrecks us because, again, it's unto a marriage, but it's also unto a harvest. I believe it's unto a harvest. It's like we are not going to see that harvest of souls come in and say, hey, be bored and dead and dull like me. Is that going to work? No. <laughs> there's a personal revival before there's a corporate revival. And this is for the children, too. This is for the children that we, we have kids, we have youth that get fascinated with the beauty of Jesus. That they're so in love with him that, you know, it supersedes any pull in, in any other direction. Absolutely, God is, God is working. The one thing is needed, the Luke 10, the Mary of Bethany. 
when she, you know, so busy, uh, Martha was so busy. And man, I know, I know busy. I know how to do busy and how to get things accomplished. But Mary chose the better way. She chose the best part. There's a call of the Mary of Bethany upon us right now. There's a call about there is, I don't know, there's like in this swirl of Toronto. <laughs> You're in the GTA, right? Swirl, swirl, swirl. And, uh, you know, we've just been so, we, I, think, I think we did a great job of raising kids. I wrote a book on it. But I tell you, we've been going deeper with our kids as well. You know, like it just came out on, uh, on, on, on New Year's Day for the one daughter, you know, that, anyways, long story, but her gift was not quite as expensive as her sister's, and it makes it sound like bad on her. But the point was, was that she, she was the one right before we had a special needs daughter. And there was truth to the fact that the time with her was kind of shortchanged, you know? And so it was like getting raw and real together as repentance. Oh, you know, you're right. I didn't see that. And then my son this week is we're having a great time with him. He said, yeah, you know, uh, you, you guys, you get in this Toronto swirl, you know, of activity and activity, and he's kind of more of a, uh, you know, the contemplator, but he's just more, he's such a steady, phenomenal young man. But we were just getting into his heart on another level as we repented for being in the Toronto swirl. Does that make any sense? By that, I mean busy, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. And you know what we need to do? We need to sit and look in each other's eyes. Talk to me. How's your heart? How's your heart? Let's break bread together. Let's, let's have, come on. I'm talking to somebody here today. God is absolutely inviting us into something. I think that's just extraordinary. I want to be in on, I want to be such a harvester of souls and all that. I love that. But more than the, you know what? And guess what's going to be prophesied? And it's great. Next wave. Yes, it's coming. I, I've prophesied that. I've seen it. But more than the next wave, there is a man, fully God, fully man. It's us getting in love with him. We want him more than we want the next wave. We want him more than we want the harvest of souls. We want him more than we want anything. That's it. That's it. There's something of this plumb line that he's inviting us into that we get aligned with his heart and his will and his way. He wants to use us. Absolutely. He wants. Ah, come Holy Spirit. Come, 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 come. Do we get to have the worship team back or Dave's gone? Marlisha, pop up there for me. She's going to go on the keyboard. Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus that you would come. Let's all stand together. How? Lord. Come and change us. Come and transform us. Come and do what you want to do. God. Ah. You want raw. You want real. I know you do, God. God, help us to get raw. Help us to get real. Help us to get maybe a little bit more out of our intellect and more into the heart. You desire us. Father, I desire. God, help us to get in touch with those desires. Help us get in touch with your desire for us. Help us to get in touch with our own desires. Lord, is there desires in us that just 
have gotten off. You know, this phrase keeps coming to me like, Lord, where have I drifted? Have I drifted? Because if I drift a little bit in time, if you just think of like a fork in the road, but if in time it becomes a big drift, if it's not caught quickly, God, show me quickly if I have drifted and bring me back. Bring me back quickly, quickly, quickly. So I said that, Lord, have I drifted in any way? And you know what? He was correcting something. He was in my own heart and life. God, where have we drifted? Get us back quickly. Get us on the trajectory of your heart. Lord, come, come, come. Break in. You know, I know that maybe many of you come here every Sunday. I don't know. But I felt like the Lord said there are some that need to say yes to Jesus. There are some here, whether it's a rededication of your heart, your life, whether you've gotten off or whether you walked in here, you were invited, whatever, you just showed up, that the Lord is saying that what this is all about, it's a relationship of love. There's a God in heaven who created you for relationship. But here's the deal that we have to choose him. It's not a robot. You're not a robot. You're not forced to do anything. So there's this beautiful, holy, perfect God, and there's us and our sin, and that's a big gap. And that's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death, or the price of us and our sin, and there's a death price tag if that was us, it's eternal separation from the Lord. That's why Jesus said, I'll pay the price of death. I'll pay the price tag for them so that they can be with me where I am. That was his prayer in John 17, that they could be with me where I am. God, I'll go to the cross. Fully God, fully man, stepped out of heaven, born of a virgin, died on a cruel cross. Could have called angels to get him off. He didn't because he did it for you and me. He did it so that we can have relationship with him, not only forever and eternity, I thank God for that, but now here on earth, a walking, vibrant relationship. That's the message of the gospel, but it takes us to say yes. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, you're the Lord, I say yes to you. And I, who gave my life to Jesus when I was 12, needed to rededicate my life to Jesus when I was around 19-ish because I had gotten off. And I could honestly say at that time that Jesus was not leading my life. I was leading my life, and I was making a disaster of it. Come, Holy Spirit. Touch hearts, lives this morning. I know there are people that need to say yes to him. Where are you? Just get up here. You need to say yes to him for the first time or a rededication. Get it where Jesus is truly leading your life, where he's filling you with his spirit to help you live this life based on relationship and based on his will, his way. Part of that prayer of the Lord's Prayer just gets me every time. Your kingdom come, Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. God, I submit my will to your will. I submit my ways to your way. Lord, let your will be done. Where, where are you? I feel like there's people that you know that you, God's speaking to you. There's a, there's a hole or there's a kind of like this, I don't know, this wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And it's like God wants to settle the wrestle that he won. 
that he wins, you know, that we really submit to his, his leadership, his will, his way. If you've been wrestling with God, if you've been wrestling with that sense of, is it your will or his will? Come and let's pray together. Let's just give him everything. Let's give him all of our heart, all of our life, all of our soul, everything. Break in, Holy Spirit. Break in through your power, through your glory, your will, your way. Yes, Jesus. We say yes to you. Kingdom of God come. Will of God be done. Pour out, pour out, pour out. The hearts of the fathers turning to the children. The hearts of children are turning to the fathers. Pour out your grace. Pour out your glory. Yeah, if that's you, just come. I feel there's a wrestling going on. Full on, full on, full on. Shaman. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fell, 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 fell. You know, when I was 19 or whenever it was, I, I, I loved God, but I just, I was just messed up. So Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, pour out. I thank you for that rededication. I thank you, Jesus. God, I just feel like Wow, this is this. I don't know who this. If he does, this guy come to your church more often? I he need this is a mentor. This guy, God has got his hand on his life. There's an anointing coming forth that's absolutely phenomenal. Pour out your spirit, God. Let's say this together, Jesus. I give you everything where I've held back any part of my heart or my life or relationships, or money, or time, anything, I give it to you. Forgive me for any way that I've gotten off. Say yes to you, full on, in Jesus' name. So Lord, pour out your glory, Lord. Pour out your power right now. I bless the anointing coming forth, the empowerment of the Spirit, the reset, 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 reset. There's a reset going on. There's a reset in hearts and lives. There's a reset in time and, and, and what you invest in. I, I just feel like there's a time investment that the Lord is saying, okay, check your schedule. Am I in there? Am, am I given any sort of priority in that schedule? I, I see a reset in schedule. I see a reset not only in hearts and lives. It happens in the heart and the life. Many times as we position ourselves close and near to the fire of his love and the fire of his presence, the word is going to come alive. The road to Emmaus experiences. God, do it. Do it in the name of Jesus. Reset. Reset. Reset on families as well. Reset on families. Getting raw. Getting real. Getting into the heart of that kid. Getting into the heart of your spouse. Lord, do it. Do the reset. In Jesus' name, break in. Break in. Break in. The power of the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus. Fire of God. You know what? I'm hoping 
that everybody in this place is open to coming into this invitation of getting to know Jesus Christ more this year. Are you good with that? Talk to me. Let's say this. Say this up to me. Jesus, this year, by your grace, I commit to seeking your face. Open my heart to love you more and to know you more. Open the scriptures that I would understand them. Touch my life to feel your love for me and for my love for you to be awakened in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray for everyone here, God, that there would be the first commandment, both parts, loving you, all our heart, soul, mind, strength, as well as loving one another, the family thing, the reset. Let's get real. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. You know what? I see, isn't this awesome? I think you guys have this here all the time, right? But let's do communion together. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Cayenne, why don't you come and help me here? Why don't you hold this and and uh, who else? Come on. Let's take communion together. Let's remember the body, the blood of Jesus. Let's seal this today. Let's seal what the Lord wants to do in, in our hearts and lives by saying, you know what, Lord? We want to commit to uh, really seeking your face. By the way, I mean, we've been traveling a lot, so missed some days, but we like to take communion every day just to remember the price that was paid so that we could walk in abundant sozo life. Come, Holy Spirit. Pour out your glory. Pour out your grace. Pour out your fire. Pour out your presence. Come. You know, it's up to you, but I recommend once you come, grab the communion elements. Maybe just kneel before him up here somewhere, or wherever you want to. Let's let's come. Let's take communion together. Let's let's let the Lord touch our hearts before we go this morning. God, come. We remember the blood that was shed. We remember your body that was broken. We remember the price that was paid for us. Jesus, thank you. Your desire for me was in your heart when you went to the cross. Your desire for me you love me so much. Pour out your glory. Pour out your fire. Pour out healing this morning. Pour out healing in hearts and healing in lives. Pour out connection with your spirit. Come Holy Spirit. want to make a declaration that 
came up in the early part of this year. It's about Isaiah 62, 4, where the Lord speaks over Israel, but I believe he's speaking over us. He says, I call you Hepzibah, for my delight is in you. And something was landing in my own heart about, God, I want to get that. You call me Hepzibah. Your delight is in me. You love me. You delight in me. Whether I right or wrong, or whether I get it all right or don't, whether, whether I stumble and get back up again, or you love me. He loves you. I just declare that over everyone listening right now. Hepzibah. The Lord delights in you. He delights in you. Let that go in. Let it go into our mind. Let it go into our heart, our emotions. Let it go in that you delight in us, God. I call you Hepzibah. I delight in you, says the Lord. I desire you, said Jesus. That's why he paid this ultimate price. Thank you. Take of his body. Take of his blood and remember what he did so that we could be with him where he is. Just take your time. No need to rush. The food's downstairs when you're ready. But just stay here and just um, spend some time with Jesus. The verse that we spoke about at the very beginning of the year is Psalm 37:4. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in Jesus. And so that's our aim for this year. So we're grateful to the Lord to, for, um, for confirming what he's put on our hearts. And Jesus becomes, he looms larger in our imaginations, in our vision. He fills our, our horizons. He's so worth it. More, Lord. you, the Lord keep you, Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace, amen, so when you're ready there's food downstairs, even if you didn't bring anything it doesn't matter, there's generally always more than enough, but just feast on him, feast on him.